Hey, Lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. I have got a fantastic show for you guys today. I am kicking off the celebration for the release of the Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30 Anthology. It is available right now in ebook for $1.99 in Amazon, and it is also available in Audible. And I have to tell you, it will make your summer hotter. So go grab it. Go pick it up. Subscribe to Audible. Get it for free, man. And head over to, you know, Amazon. Get the ebook for $1.99. Gift it to somebody. They will love you for it. They will something you for it. <laughs> you will be Guaranteed inspired. to get you laid. Just <laughs> saying. Get yes. your money back if it doesn't get you laid. That's oh, all I'm saying. They will not want to do that. <laughs> Um, also, in addition to featuring a fabulous story by author Malin James today over here at the KMQ, I want to also let you guys know that I actually spoke with Malin in studio. She sat right there in that little chair across the way, not three feet in front of me. She came up here and uh, we kicked off the inside the Erotica Authors Studio over at the Sexy Librarian's Blogcast. We hung out for over two hours. Uh, I loved it. It was fantastic. We talked about all kinds of things. Her two stories, Barcelona and The Reader and Her Books. Both of those stories are featured in the Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30. And then we just, the conversation just went from there as, you know, happens whenever I've got a fantastic author in studio. Um, we talked about sex, writing about sex, uh, the responsibility of writing about sex. And, you know, we talked about monster porn and um, a ton of other stuff. You guys, she's a fantastic writer. Obviously, I put two of her stories in this anthology. Um, she's a very character-driven author who loves to delve deeply into her character's emotions and reasons for being there. Um, and I adore her for that. So, you know, to kick off this celebration for the Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30 anthology, it is my total honor to present Yet another story by Malin James. You guys, she's already written two stories for the KMQ. Bound, Unbound, her sexy sci-fi story. And she also wrote a Christmas story, Christmas Yet to Come. So if you want more audio from Malin, just go back into the menu and find Bound, Unbound. And, you know, have a little Christmas story in the middle of summer. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously, do yourself a favor. Like, she's she brings it every time. It's, she, well, I'm just speechless, apparently. <laughs> No, she's awesome. I really think she's terrific. So, And I know you do, too, obviously. Yeah, she's been writing for a while, but uh, she's just getting started. That, yeah. that And you so know you what? Can, you heard it here first. I'm just saying. She, you can hear her getting like warmed up. Like the engine's starting yeah. to go, what? Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what she comes up with next because she's really... Um, She's got her feet under her now, and the the engine's going. So um, I'm really I'm really very excited to see what she comes up with next. Um, you know, also the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica, the very first Sexy Librarian anthology, was just announced as the Indie Fab 2014 
gold winner. So you know, just based on that award-winning anthology, that this Dirty 30 anthology will be just as hot. You guys can trust me. I find the good stuff. I find all those sexy authors out there, and I bring them right to your ear holes. Yeah, and not to mention uh, all the reviews that are coming in. Are, they say something like, I loved the first one. This one's even better. So yeah. seriously, this one's even better. Yeah. So we'll be doing a Dirty 30 Volume 2, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. I should probably tell people this is Dirty 30 Volume 1. Like, I always leave out the volume number. This is Volume 1. So yeah. I am very much going to be bringing you, you know, more sexy stories. So, hey, I'm thinking that uh, without further ado, it's time to bring on some Malin James and her story, Barcelona. cousin named Eric, whom I've always wanted to fuck. Don't worry, we're third or fourth cousins once or twice removed, and he's adopted, so there's only a hint of taboo. Still, that's always been enough to give me a charge whenever he's around. Well, that and the fact that he's terribly hot, in a quiet sort of way. What with long-fingered hands and mossy green eyes, I'm usually halfway through stripping his clothes off, mentally speaking, of course, before I even know I'm doing it. There was a point in our early twenties when it seemed as if something might actually happen, between us, I mean. He was abroad for the summer in Spain, so when my mom and his parents went to see him, I came along for the ride. I still remember how hot Barcelona was, sultry and intense with a soft blue sky, like a spill of turquoise paint. Sunny, sexy Spain. We ate, we drank, we walked and smoked, drawn to each other like magnets, as our sweet, oblivious parents trailed along behind. Late one night, the last night of the trip, Eric and I nearly kissed. Nearly. So nearly. It was the sexiest goddamn nearly I've ever had in my life. But we didn't. Not quite. My tipsy aunt found us and broke the fragile moment by pouring more wine like my tipsy aunt does. And that was it. I left. He stayed. I married. He married. We all moved on. But I never forgot. It's been years. But I still think of Eric whenever I think of Spain. You'd think I would have learned but the attraction still smacked me upside the head when Eric and Hannah, his lovely wife, came out to visit last year. Hannah and James, my husband, have always gotten on. They also can't cook, so it made sense for them to run errands while Eric and I prepped for the big family dinner we were going to have that night. I had chosen the menu carefully, the food of southern Spain. It was mostly a wink to Eric one he probably wouldn't see, which, of course, would serve me right. I had no business stirring that pot. Not after so long. I just couldn't drop the spoon. Anyway, 
I was chopping tomatoes late that afternoon while Eric cut lemons and herbs. I had just noticed the lovely way his fingers tucked when he minced. Yes, I am truly pathetic. When he looked up and started to say something, then he stopped and turned back to his work. Curious, I cocked my head. So, he said without looking up. So, I said after a pause. So, he repeated, still chopping. By now, the lemons were pulp. Hannah wants to sleep with James before we leave. I put down my knife and wiped my hands. Really? I said. Yeah, she does. I leaned back against the counter, surprised but not at all shocked. Both of our marriages are intensely committed and very non-monogamous. Hannah and James had always had a bit of a thing between them. It wasn't unexpected that this should come up. What I couldn't tell was how Eric felt. Okay, I said, aiming for matter-of-fact. We've actually talked about it a bit. She's lovely. He wants her, too. So, you're all right with it, then? Eric turned around. He looked at me for a moment, gauging me for something, but I couldn't have said what. Of course it's all right, I said, mildly exasperated. Hannah could have talked to me if she wanted to be sure. Why are you playing liaison? Because. He stopped and looked away. My unflappable cousin was nervous. Maybe he wanted to sleep with James, too. Because, he repeated, finally meeting my eyes. I want to sleep with you. I opened my mouth. Nothing came out. I closed it and tried again. Um, oh. I blushed, mortified that at 31, my cousin could still turn me pink. He put his knife down on the carving board and walked towards me, taking the blush as a positive sign. I've always wanted you. He said the words quietly, simple, and matter-of-fact, more blushing as years of suppressed attraction shot straight through my body, peaking my breasts and slicking my thighs. I was vibrating with arousal, and he hadn't even touched me. Eric, I said, trying to think of something to say and coming up totally blank. He stepped in front of me, and carefully, warily, as if he were afraid I might bite, he lightly cupped my neck. My breath caught. Kiss, my brain whispered. Kiss. We were finally going to kiss. We both knew it, and the ache of wanting it was almost too good to end. Slowly, Eric lowered his head. Electricity shot straight through me as he lightly brushed my cheek. Do you remember when you all came to visit me in Barcelona? He murmured. His mouth was a whisper from mine. Yes, I said. A little thread of something nervous and giddy coiled through my belly. My hand reached up around his waist, and he shifted closer, closer, but not so close that our bodies touched. Not yet. Do you remember that night? He began. That night we went out, I finished, evoking the nearly that had carved itself into my brain. It was hot and we'd had too much to drink. He nodded. You were wearing a black and red sundress. 
I know that dress, I whispered. He was leaning closer. I could smell rosemary and lemon on his hands. I brushed against you so many times that night, daring myself to take your hand. I wanted to fuck you in that dress. My hips canted, instinctively trying to find his. When they did, I all but moaned. God, he was so hard. He pressed himself into me, fitting his cock into the hollow of my legs. It fit. We fit perfectly, even through our clothes. Still, we did not kiss. How? I said. How did you want to fuck me? He was pushing me back now, walking me into the counter. My arm tightened around his waist. We were both breathing hard. I wanted to pull you down an alley and push you up against a wall in the middle of the dark old city. My hips started to move, rubbing against his. I was so hot, I couldn't breathe. Tell me, tell me more. He started kissing my neck. I imagined lifting that dress over your hips and touching you through lace panties. I imagined you ready for me. His lips found my pulse as my hand snaked down past his waistband and pressed against his ass. My voice, when it came, was a low, husky purr. I wasn't wearing any panties that night. I wasn't wearing anything under that dress. I was thinking of you slipping the straps off my shoulders and sucking my breasts, touching me quickly so no one would see. His mouth stilled on my skin. I could feel his heart hammering under my hand as he lifted me up onto the counter and stood between my legs. Slowly, his long, blunt-tipped fingers slid beneath the strap of my top. I caught my breath as he looked into my eyes and drew my camisole down, baring my breasts. Then he bent his head and brushed a kiss over my tight, aching nipple. Tell me, I whispered. What did you want to do to me up against that wall? He nuzzled my breast with his cheek before attending to the other one. When he was done, he answered me. Sometimes I imagine kneeling in front of you and kissing your sweet, wet cunt. Most of the time, I stroked you, rubbing your clit with my thumb as I slid my fingers into you. You'd move against me, whimpering, panting as that dress slipped off your shoulders. But I wouldn't stop. I wanted you on the edge. I wanted you to beg. We were both breathing hard, strangling on the syrupy air as his hand went up my skirt, caressing my thigh until he found me, flushed and bare. I wasn't wearing any panties that afternoon either. Apparently part of me, the part that got dressed in the morning, had never stopped wanting this. I parted my thighs and he stroked me, just as he said he'd wanted to, circling my clit with his thumb before sliding two fingers into me. I gasped and clutched his shoulders as he slowly began to stroke, gently, perfectly as if we'd done this before. Tears filled my eyes. It was nearly too much to bear. Too much and not enough. My head fell forward and I whispered in his ear, Eric, kiss me. Kiss me, please. My legs wrapped around his waist 
as his mouth hovered, a whisper from mine. Then his lips found me and took my breath away. I had wanted that kiss for so long, so, so long, and now it was there, and I wanted more. He slanted his head, taking the kiss deeper. His fingers withdrew as he brought his hands up and held my head, wrapping his fingers through my hair. The crest of orgasm receded, leaving behind the promise of steadily mounting pleasure. I reached down and unbuttoned his jeans. His cock sprang free, bigger and duskier than I would have imagined, and I'd imagined quite a lot. He was thick and hard, and I wanted him. I wanted him so much. My mouth watered at the thought of him filling me up. What did you want to do? I asked, stroking his cock. When I was ready, when I had begged. He groaned. Fuck you, Maggie. Fuck you against the wall where anyone could see. Fuck me now. He smiled, heavy-lidded and predatory, so unlike the Eric I knew. Then he picked me up off the counter and pressed me against the fridge. Magnets and papers avalanched to the floor, but I couldn't have cared less. I was in Barcelona. Our Barcelona. With the impossible heat and the scent of brandy and the Moorish stone at my back. More, I gasped, arching against the insistent ridge of his cock. It's not enough. I need more. Eric nodded grasping my ass and holding me close as he lowered us to the floor. Then he mounted me and thrust. We fucked hard, without finesse, fueled by years of pent-up need. When the orgasm ripped through me, violent and hard, something inside me wrenched free. I needed to feel him come. Come on me. Come on me now. He groaned. Then his mouth found mine as he pulled out and came, coating my sweet, sticky thighs. For a moment, we lay there, panting, resting in the aftermath of what we'd just done. I waited for embarrassment or regret to set in, but neither did. I smiled. I felt happy. Catching my mood, Eric propped himself up, looking smug. You are really fucking gorgeous when you come, he said. I wanted to say something clever, or at least equally complimentary, but I felt unexpectedly shy. Did you really want me like that, then? After years of fantasizing about what might have been, I couldn't quite trust what we'd done, despite the fact that we were lying in a sweaty, semi-naked, post-coital heap on the kitchen floor. His eyes turned serious, and I was gratified, finally, to see him flush a bit. I wasn't lying when I said that I've always wanted you. I have, ever since we were kids. Barcelona just crystallized it. You've always been my fantasy, Maggie. You've always been it. He kissed me, softly, and very sweetly on the mouth. For what it's worth, he said, pulling back with a grin. I had planned on making you dinner first. I'll forgive you, I said, just this once. And that is how my cousin, 
my third or fourth cousin, once or twice removed, and I became lovers after years of stockpiled tension. I am pleased to report that while our parents don't know why, he and I remain very close. Still, it's good to know that no matter what happens, he and I will always have Spain. you sexy lurid listeners that was malin james's barcelona one of two sexy stories featured in the sexy librarian's dirty 30 by malin james she's got two stories in there oh my god she's that good i love her so much all right you guys of course as always i encourage you to head over to amazon grab that ebook it's only a dollar 99 right now And it's only going to last a couple days before it goes to regular price. So also get a copy of the audio over in Audible. And if you subscribe, sign up right now with Audible, you will get an entire audiobook for free. Uh, I always encourage getting the free stuff. So head over to Audible. Get it for free, you guys. Also, don't forget that I am running another series of Inside the Erotica Authors Studio over at my other podcast, The Sexy Librarian's Blogcast, where I will be featuring more of the authors, more contributing authors to The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30 Anthology. Uh, Tomorrow, I will be talking to Sinclair Sexsmith, who's been on that podcast twice already, so it's going to be great to catch up with them again. If you want more sexy words from the fantastic Malin James, just type in malinjames.com in your little search window and you will get more than just erotica from her. She actually does some sex blogging, which is always fascinating to read. So type in malinjames.com and get more sexiness. All right, you guys. Hey, that's all I've got for for now. For for now. all I've got for now. Please, please support the show. It will make your summer more sexy, more hot. Guaranteed to get you laid. Guaranteed to get you laid, baby. Gift it if you've already got it, man. Spread the love, just like I like to do. All right, you guys. See you soon. I'd like to thank the following musical artist, Roulette. Kiss Me Quicks is produced by Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Stupid fish. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Don't include that.